Awesome. All right. So for the next few months, we always do a quarterly theme and we always give us a direction for tribe. We love setting a course here and wholeness is the course we are setting for the next three months. And we've got a lot of intentionality behind this quarter, a lot of really exciting things. One thing that you'll be um, getting access to is this thing called the formation plan, which is something I've been brainstorming in my mind. Somebody fell back there in the back. Um, but uh, the formation plan, which is this beautiful document that is about two pages that you can print out and set yourself up for the next month, two months, three months, setting a course for how you're going to be spiritually formed and all the parts of who you are as a person, both uh, mentally, um, emotionally, physically, spiritually, relationally, all of these dynamics of your, of your life will be able to be input in there in a way that you could get kind of a, a plan for how to move forward. So that's going to be coming to you guys. It's, beautiful, it's getting beautifully designed. You're going to love it. So get ready to look out for that. And the way that Tuesdays will be working are these short messages with um, some questions that you can interact with. And then we're going to do some discuss, discussions. So those that aren't present, they don't get the discussion part. Um, uh, but the, those that are part of our homes and are, are here, uh, you'll be able to get into your tribe homes at the end of this. And you guys are going to discuss this. I want to see us practicing different kinds of things so that we can move forward as a, as a community and build something deep within us. All right. So, and um, as we go, I want you to understand something that I'm going to try to tackle in about 13 and a half minutes. When understood properly or understood, discipline is our capacity to close the gap between who we are presently and who we long to be. It is a component of that, our capacity to close the gap between who we are now and who we are becoming and who we long to be. And so we all deeply desire wholeness. We all want this thing called wholeness. We want uh, our life to work well. And so I'm going to give a, a quick you know, working definition of just for fun, just something to give our mind something to think about regarding wholeness. It's when a person progressively integrates all dimensions of their person under God's care so that it's a life that works well and does what needs to be done when needed. So when a person progressively integrates all dimensions of their person under God's care, so that it's a life that works well and does what needs to be done when needed. You may go, what is all the dimensions? Well, I briefly mentioned even just those things of you. You're an intellectual being. You're a social being. You are an emotional being. You are a spiritual being. You are a social being. All these dynamics. But we're also going to jump into what it means for you to have habits. What is your identity, your character, your emotions, your relationship, your mind, how you serve people, and how your influence works. So we're going to take all of these dynamics of who you you are and bring them into this place of God's care so that they can integrate well and that you then have a life that works well and does what needs to be done when it's needed. And essentially, you're not living on accident anymore. That you're not figuring out, oh, I'm just going to go with the flow and whatever wave hits me, I'm going to ride that wave. You're going to start to build bridges instead of thinking you've got to crush through waves in order to go through life. Um, but the, the issue that we face is that there is this, some would call it a lesser self, your current situation, whatever language you want to put. I think sometimes thinking about a lesser self can be hard. Sometimes a false self doesn't line up entirely with how you see. But there's this part of life that is, I would say, content without progress. There's a part of our, our, our life that we're going, it's just, it's, just, it's just content without moving forward. 
and it's right there and you're stuck, but you don't know how to move forward. And you don't know how to make change happen. You're like, I don't know how to change some of these things that have consistently been in my life. I don't know how to change them. Uh, and so you have this, even potentially this massive fear that it's gonna, it's gonna require massive change in order for my life to get in order. You know, where you think you need 18 inner healing sessions, which you might, or you, like, sometimes we get lost in this idea that it's going to be so massive, and then, or we want this one-time fix-all encounter, or not that those don't happen. I think God is super stoked about that, but God will not bypass what he decides to disciple you through. And so, wholeness as a as journey, we have to face that fear that massive change is what we, I mean, uh, massive things we need to do are, are going to bring the change uh, we want. But here's the thing, you matter to God and you should matter to yourself and you do matter to others. So you do matter. And this is really important because I'll get to it in a bit here, but your identity in the process of any kind of discipline, which I'm gonna define discipline here in a little bit. It's not what you might think it is, but any type of discipline that doesn't have a a strong self-worth won't work. We'll get there. But I understand what it is to be stuck. I fully do. Oh my gosh, especially in the season we're in. COVID-19 destroyed so many of my rhythms, so many of the things that I was gaining traction in, so many of the areas that I felt like I was growing in. I had some disruptors inside of that. And I felt, uh, even in myself, August felt like the month where I was like, all right, reset and pull in some of the things I've done before in, in new and fresh ways. So I understand what it is to feel stuck and be stuck and unlearn things and have to relearn things. But here's the thing, I also know what it's like to fight and figure out how to be healthy facing the things I need to face and allow my life to actually interact with God in such a way that the person I long to be becomes closer and closer. The the, the person I see there that I know is uh, inside me starts to manifest more and more. So as we go forward, the word discipline might freak you out. You can put obedience there. You can put self-control there. But I want us to get a better understanding of what discipline is. Um, there's a part of discipline that has to do with correction. And it's, the con- it's, you know, you're dealing with correction and punishment, those kinds of concepts. I'm, I'm not talking about discipline in that regard. I, I'm talking about discipline like this. Get ready, okay? Discipline. The capacity to do what's in your power for what's necessary on the journey from your current false lesser self to your true future self. And you could do that um, so that you can show who you truly are. So let me just say it again. The capacity to do what's in your power for what's necessary on the journey from who you currently are to who you long to be. The capacity to do what's in your power for what's necessary on the journey from who you are right now to who you long to be. And the opposite of discipline isn't lazy. The opposite of discipline is denial. That is the opposite of discipline. It is not lazy. It is the fact that you are denying your identity and your trajectory. And you're denying that you matter. And you are denying that there is something asked of you. That is what the opposite of discipline. It is not lazy. It is denial of that there is something required of you. And so discipline is also not just this willpower thing either. We've talked about it before in spiritual formation concepts that we're not trying to try harder. We are learning to train harder, as Richard Foster said. Not try harder, but train harder. Willpower is just this self-reliant, if I try harder, I'll change. 
Discipline is part of the, takes your will and says it is part of the process, but it is not the whole thing. And incorporates it in such a way that you do what's necessary in every situation and it incorporates your discipline, but it also incorporates God's care, God's grace. But it, it, and I would say two quotes from Dallas Willard to move us forward is this idea that grace is not opposed to effort, it's, uh, it's opposed to earning. Effort, grace is not opposed to effort, it's opposed to earning. Earning is an attitude, effort is an action. So, and then he says this other phrase, he quotes Jesus and he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And then he says this, so if you're doing nothing, it's apart from Jesus. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So if you're doing nothing with your life, it is apart from Jesus. So we want to set a target. So you may begin to go, what part of my life needs God's care and a little bit of my discipline? You'll get that question later in our questions we're going to provide you. But so one thing you need to do is vision for yourself and vision for future. Wholeness isn't just self-interest, okay? It understands you participate in the grand scheme of life and that you matter to other people as much as you matter to yourself and to God that you matter to other people. So it's not just a self-interest thing. It is I am involved in the grand scheme of the world. And so low self-worth won't do what requires sacrifice, Okay? Low self-worth will not do what requires sacrifice. So if you're like, oh man, I'm, I have a hard time putting things into motion. It's reminding you who you are. Who are you? Like, you matter. Your self-worth should line up with that, and it will lead you to do what's required of you. You will sacrifice because that's who you are. You're a noble person who knows what it takes to put that step forward. And if you're like, oh, I don't know about this, I'm like, just wait till you become a parent. You'll figure that out. But um, if you've, I've read tons of books on habits. And I'm reading another one right now. And James Clear says this, behavior incongruent with self won't last. Meaning this, if, you're, if you think of yourself really low and you try to do something really, um, like, um, really noble, it won't last. Because your identity will outlast your actions there. So if you start to, if you recognize I'm not living a disciplined life, I'm not doing what's in my power to move me from who I am to where I'm meant to be. If I'm not taking those steps, there should be a question also, do I see myself as mattering? Am I important? Do I have this identity piece settled in my heart? Proverbs 29, 18, we know that without a vision, we perish. Hebrews 11 and 12 talks all about faith. And it says, for the joy set before Christ, he endured the cross. So that discipline is that enduring, that foregoing pleasure and comfort so that you can do what's necessary to become the person you long to be. It's setting pleasure not as the goal anymore and comfort not as what you're looking for. You're looking for progress. You're not looking for comfort. And so then you can face pain because you're looking for progress, not for comfort. So Proverbs 23, 7, for a man thinks in his heart, so he is. If our concepts of ourselves are low, we will not move forward with what is required of us. We will not build a vision for ourselves and for our future. One of the things we're always scared about is setting expectations on ourselves because we're afraid of failure. So we don't have anything to reward in our life. I'll say that again. We, we're so afraid of failure. We don't set expectations. Therefore, we have nothing to reward in our life. And God is the rewarder. So if you're not setting yourself in a place where you're setting some things, and I want to tell you right now, it's not just about setting goals either. 
It's about building a life, not just a destination. It's about building a life. Um, so goals matter. You can read so many books on habits, and they'll tell you all about these kinds of things. But the idea here is I remember when I wanted to be on my phone less and doing something more important. So what I did was I put books all over my house. So when I was tempted to go for my phone, I grabbed a book instead. And so I put those all, because I recognized that I needed to build a life, an environment that led to the choices I wanted to make, not an environment that led me to the wrong kinds of choices. So I, I remember reading the book, The Power of Habit, and recognizing, all right, I've got to figure this out and start to set this up in my life. So your goals will set your directions. Of course, that's clear. Like you're going to get a vision for some things in your life. And if you don't have vision for parts of your life, the different aspects, if you don't have a vision for how you want to be in relationships, if you don't have a vision for how you want to be emotionally, if you don't have a vision for how you want to be um, in your mind, how you want your mind to change, but you're so stuck in poor thinking, but you're not doing anything to invest in how you think, you're just hoping that God's going to give you some new thoughts or you're going to go on Instagram and read a quote and feel smarter, but not get smarter. Like that's the struggle, right? Is pop science and pop psychology and pop thinking that we've subverted our ability to learn how to think. And so we, we, um, we I don't know the right word I was going to say, uh, we use these moments of these one-liners that are titillating to our minds. You know, just funny young adults, you can say that word. Um, and their minds go there. Um, but you, it's relearning how to think. And we have to actually set some goals in our thinking going, I actually want to learn more about that. And so you want to build a life, not just a destination. So you want to get a vision for yourself and your future. Build a life, not a destination. And then you want to, you want to this is a fun phrase to say, you want to transcend day by day. Like every day you want to move forward. And some days moving forward is just not going backwards sometimes. Because you're training, not trying harder. Progress is the goal, not perfection. And so you're looking for uh, me and my uh, friend Irv. We're talking about Tom Brady would go, I just want 1% better in practice. I want to get 1% better, 1% better in practice. So wins, and if you're competitive like me, this is where the competition settles in. Because if you're really competitive, if you truly are competitive, you always, this is why I always get frustrated when players get hurt in the playoffs. Because I'm like, man, now they're not playing that, that team with the best capability they were at. And if so, if you're truly competitive, you want to face the best competition and in the scheme of life, you are the best competition in the only fair game in town. I cannot compete with you because we're, it's not a fair game. Our life journeys are different. Yeah. I can only compete with me and where I'm going. And somebody, somebody messaged me on Instagram. They're like, when you're, because I'm, I'm running now. And they're like, when you're in, you're all in. I said, hashtag best teammate ever. I was like, you want me on your team. You want me because I'm all in when I'm all in. I'm, I'm best teammate ever. Because if you want that, I got it. I'm going to bring all of who I am to whatever I'm doing. And I'm looking to get little by little better and better. So some days when I'm doing running and I'm building this new habit of running, literally my goal is not to run. My goal is to get out of bed. I'm like, I hope I run, but I'm going to get out of bed. That's the goal. That's the 1% thing I'm doing. Today my knee started hurting, so I walked. I didn't run. Really deflating but still one. So faithful with little, Jesus says, you'll be given much. So win day by day in these things. Set your goals for who you want to be. Build a life that matters and systems around that thing. Start to figure out. I, I recognize I wouldn't go to the gym if I went home. So my gym bag, this is super practical because I think we need it. Gym bag in the car. 
Didn't have to go home. Didn't have to go home. So it's setting up a lifestyle that fosters the things you want. And this is where spiritual practices come into play. Other things, if you're like, I want a clearer mind, you better start meditating and learning how to meditate on scripture. Put these practices into play. Don't just hope these things happen to you. Start to be intentional with the development of your life and put discipline. Do what's in your capability to do and then leave the rest to God. So start becoming that person ready for whatever life demands of you because you're becoming whole and you're getting a life that works well. And you begin to see life as a gift and you want to live it well. All right. I'm going to pray for us and then we're going to get into our questions to discuss discipline, figuring out how to move forward. Discipline, obedience, self-control, whatever you want to call it. It's that thing inside of you that moves you forward. And you're, it's not the whole thing, okay? It is an ingredient. An ingredient in the baking Ingredient list like flour, sugar, salt, all that kind of stuff. That's the word I'm looking for, recipe. It's an ingredient in the recipe. It's not the whole thing, but if you don't have it, it won't work. Like baking soda. Just If you don't put it in there, you know, flat cookies. Not good. Not good. So I want to pray for us to be awakened to our capacity to move the ball forward. I say that in our weekly staff meeting with our creative team. I'll say, my goal this week, move the ball forward. I don't know how far it's going to move forward, but we're moving the ball forward. And so, Jesus, I pray that we would learn what is in our power to do so that we could partner with your care and take us to a whole other place so that you will do what you could do and transform our lives. We open ourselves up knowing that apart from you, we can do nothing, Jesus. We can do nothing without you. But if we are doing nothing, we can recognize it is apart from you. We want to be about what you're doing and learning how to do that well. In Jesus' name, amen.